Hello everybody and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 232 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast because yes indeed, this show is uploaded as a podcast and so a huge shout out to Tof Morris who is a $5 backer over on Anchor.fm. So, Toaf, thank you very much for supporting the show as a podcast. With that out of the way, how is everyone doing? Hope everyone's week is going swimmingly. I have a random day off tomorrow, so I'm very excited about that, though, of course, it'll not be a day off for me because I'll probably have to mow the lawn, return this computer chair, which has not been as good as I thought it was going to be, not enough lumbar support, and, of course, start to do the <clears throat> the tax write-off craziness nonsense, which will probably take a lot of my brain power, and I'd rather not do it, but hey, we do what we gotta do, but one thing that I do like to do, one thing that I am very excited about is that it is that time of the year again. No, I'm not talking about the woke Oscars. What I'm talking about, it is once again time for the Wednesday Raven Awards, this being the third annual Wednesday Raven Awards, and we have the official list of nominees for the Wednesday Raven Awards. Now, I will say this much. I am I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in the Asgardian family as only around 30 people or so filled out the options. Many people skipped several of the questions. And so we were left with barely any movies getting even two nominations, getting two votes in a category, which made my job very difficult. So this year, it's interesting. We have categories that in some cases only have two nominees because only two films and only two people actually had two or more people nominate them. So it'll be a very interesting awards season, though it is quite fitting with the year of movies and lack of movies and really bad movies that we've had this year. But there's going to be some fun stuff too, sprinkled out throughout the evening, sprinkled out throughout the nominees as well. And I did have to get creative a couple of times when uh, only one person, I think in one category, there was one person or movie where only one got more than one nomination. And so I had to make an executive decision and choose the other option that was available. Now, I am considering, at least for a couple of categories, not for all of them because that would be a little too crazy, but for some of the categories, maybe two, opening it up to my Patreon and Subscribestar peeps to let them fill in a, a final slot, as it were. Because there's a couple of categories where there's only like two or three, and I think it could use just one more. Um, I think that there are some movies and people that are not being represented that could be represented there. So... Um, that is something that I might do. Again, there's no guarantee of that, but that will likely, if it does happen, be for Patreon and Subscribestar members. Uh, so be on the lookout for that if you are a Patreon or Subscribestar member. But I think, I think we have a pretty good list. It's definitely a hell of a lot better than this Oscars list. And the one thing I'll say about this Oscars list, because I saw that someone had asked about it, are there some good movies listed? Well, yes, of course. Every year there's going to be good movies listed. Are there some really odd choices on there too? Potentially terrible films and, again, showing the signs of the wokeness of the Oscars? Absolutely. Uh, the documentary that was produced by the Obamas? Hey, guess what? That got a nomination. I think it may have been one of their first films that they ever produced. And so, of course, whether it's good or bad, it's guaranteed to get a nomination there. And then of all the movies, Sacha Baron Cohen's, Cohen's uh, Borat sequel 
got nominated for screenplay. And when you look at the nominations, it was written by like a thousand people. And yet somehow that movie got nominated for screenplay. And then one of the actresses in the film got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Now, of course, in my opinion, I haven't seen the film myself, but based on what I've followed and based on what I know, it to me seems very likely that that was given a nomination and that this actress was given a nomination because I believe this is the same actress that had some involvement in a scene that was taken out of context featuring Rudy Giuliani. And, of course, uh, a lot of this film was used... Uh, against Donald Trump during the presidential election. And so, you know how I hate politics in movies, and Lord knows that they're going to use this nomination as a way for them to continue the conversation, to continue to push the identity politics. And again, Sasha Baron Cohen Cohen is normally someone that I like, but he apparently has been supportive of cancel culture. And so, uh, if you're supportive of cancel culture, and you're a comedian of all people, You have no respect for me. But anyway, I hope everyone is doing well. We will get through the nominations. I was trying to figure out before the show how to get the nominations to show on the screen. And so I set up this this, uh, PowerPoint presentation, essentially. Uh, It's not really PowerPoint, but it's, it's something that you do can do through Streamlabs. But there's no way for me to go through the photos because it says you got to use hotkeys. But then when I looked at the hotkeys, there was none available to actually scroll through the photos that I had set up. So... We'll, uh, we'll just have to deal with it as we go through. I was kind of met, trying to make it a little bit more dramatic, but we might just have to go through the actual list of nominations itself. And if, if certain ones are spoiled, well then, hey, we did our best. But let's say hello to some people real quick. We got Captain Dean Heiss over on DLive. Thank you very much for being a part of the DLive fam. I will say DLive has been so nice ever since I put the restriction that you have to be a follower for at least an hour before you can chat. Because the viewers, yeah, they haven't been that high, but that means that the only people that have actually been watching on DLive have been the actual DLive fam, uh, the people that have been around for a long time. And so it's been really nice to not have to worry about trolls, though we have still seen trolls try to make their voices heard when they follow me at the last minute and somehow are able to get some of the uh, the lemons openings, uh, the lemons that come out of the chest over, over on DLive because it's a crypto-based thing. And it's sad that if you just follow somebody, somehow that means that you're eligible to get some of it. Doesn't make any sense to me. But I think that we've been doing our best to try and make sure that that is limited as much as possible. But anyway, Captain Heist, thank you very much for being part of the DLive fam. Let's say hello to some YouTube peeps. Ryan Barth was here early, as usual. So I already asked that question about the Oscars. Pat S says, Mush a ring, dum a do, dum da walk, fall da daddy o, walk, fall da daddy o. There's the whiskey in the jar. Happy St. Patty's Eve, all y'all. Yeah, uh, I will not be partaking in that because I believe in the feast of St. Patrick and not in St. Patty's Day. I know it's all in good fun. I understand it. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's sad that it's an optional memorial in the church. I wish that it had some sense of solemnity, um, but sadly it does not. It's just an optional memorial, and and yet people act as if... Anyway, there's a lot of things I could say about how people uh, react to St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Snortapoopus Cuber, what's going on? Says, hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snortapoopus? We got Slicer Neons in the chat. We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Says, evening all. Oscar nominations are a joke. Tenant only got two. Yeah. Tenet only got two nominations. Tenet got as many nominations as the Borat sequel. That's what always frustrates me is that 
There are some categories at the Oscars that are so stupid that they give movies Oscar nominations that have no business getting an Oscar nominations. I will say this much. I don't remember seeing the movie Cuties anywhere on that list. Now, I, I think I maybe skipped past over the foreign language film, but I don't think it was on there. So there, there is at least that. But again, I could, I could be wrong on that because I kind of skimmed over that list, but I don't remember seeing that name ever mentioned. Tina B., how is it going? Glad to have you here, my Empress of the Universe. She is one of my Valkyrie, and of course, Steph, as she works on Tuesdays, will be here when she can be. Snortapupus Cuber, what's going on? Says, already squeezed the life out of the like button. Well, thank you, Snortapupus. Appreciate it. The new number two is also Dean Heiss. Says, hail Odin and evening the chat. 13th Warrior says, it was nice to see Riz Ahmed nominated for Sound of Metal. Talking there about the Oscars, uh, which I hope that you never mention again, 13th Warrior, because the Oscars mean nothing. The Oscars mean nothing. They have not meant something for a very long time. And Lord knows, if the Grammys are in an indication, the Oscars, I guarantee, will probably be very similar in its politics, and the uh, the movie options and the movies that are going to win are going to end up just being, again, completely uh, you know politically motivated. I'm pretty sure that Chloe Zhao is going to win an Oscar uh, just so they can say she is the first or second female. I guess that she would be the second female to ever win an Oscar for Best Directing and the first ever Asian just so that they can put those points down. Guarantee it. Just guarantee it. And I have not seen Nomadland, so I cannot speak to the directorial prowess of her. Uh, this is the same woman who is directing The Eternals. So I actually do want to watch it. Nomadland actually is available on Hulu. So I will be giving that movie a shot since I have access to it. And I do want to give her a fair shake. But let's just be honest here. The Oscars don't care about talent. They don't care about um, people you know, earning anything. All they care about is trying to get their numbers correct. So anyway... All right, we got Robert Frey in the chat. Hail to you. We got Rosie G12 in the chat as well. Hail, Rosie G12. Glad to have you back in the chat as always. Heimdall is indeed on. I made sure to turn him turn him on as early as I could. Oscars were actually announced yesterday. Uh, however, because of the issues that we had with the very lack of nominations, I didn't know what to do. And so I was originally going to announce the Oscar nominations in a video yesterday. But I figure they're they're better suited to be announced on a live stream anyway. And, you know, it gives, gives us some stuff to talk about. Definitely gives us some stuff to talk about. Because, yeah, uh, when people don't participate... In these types of things, it means that trolls have a much better chance of getting their nominees heard. So there are some movies listed specifically in the category of best pointless remake, which the point of it is to say, hey, it's a remake and remakes are pointless, but hey, it was at least good. Yeah, there's a movie or two in there that got through because, once again, they were the only ones that had more than one choice. This is what happens when only 30 people fill out the form and... Most people skip various questions, <laughs> which is one of the many reasons why when the Oscars form comes out, not the Oscars form, screw the Oscars, when the actual Raven ballot gets released, every choice, every category must be chosen. And I know that's hard for people that have not seen certain MIT films and, and don't have an opinion one way or the other, but I, again hate when I see, oh, only 20 people answered this one, but 40,000 answered this one. It's like, well, that makes me feel bad. Plus, people can typically make educated guesses, and the motivation there is to watch the best and the worst, right? 
in whatever way you can. Seize or no seize. <laughs> uh, Alice McCarthy, what's going on, good series of members, says, Howdy, how's it going, House Thor? Geode to win Raven's Best Actor. Well, Geode uh, was not nominated at the Ravens this year. I can I can say that as a fact. I can give that spoiler warning. Um, Alice McCarthy, but otherwise, Thor is doing very well. Thank you for asking. I very much appreciate it. Orange Hat Reviews, what's going on? Good sir, glad to have you here. We got Bifu the Hobbit. What's going on, Bifur the Hobbit? Glad to have you here. And uh, Bifur the Hobbit, uh, I believe you are the same Bifur the Hobbit that has recently become a Patreon member. So be on the lookout later. I will be sending you a link to the Discord if you're not there already. Because there's a little sweet access uh, chat over there for exclusive giveaways. Of which I I owe them all the giveaways, so be on the lookout for that. We got ZK Man. What's going on, ZK Man? He's in the chat as well. He is a member. Bruce, what's going on, Bruce? Dams. James Dashier in the chat as well. Hail to you, Bruce. Glad to have you here as always. Um, let us see here. We got Super Anime Gamer saying, "Hello, what is up, my dude?" Same as always, ignoring my responsibilities like a champ. And now I'm in full blown panic mode. Good times, yeah. Good times to be a student. Always great to put things off to the last minute, as I always warn my kids. Uh, Tim Elf, what's going on, man? Pat S. says, hey, how's Thor doing? I don't want to say baby Thor because I don't know if he still identifies as an infant. Well, it doesn't matter how he identifies because all that matters is the facts. As you all know, facts matter here. Facts matter in life. Facts matter in science. And he is still baby Thor. And uh, by the way, he's, he's a baby boy, by the way, in case that wasn't clear. Uh, Pat S. says, hey, I did my bit for the awards. That was a chore. I'm sorry to hear that, Pat S. Um, there was also one person who was trolling, and it kind of got old for a little bit. I don't know if this person is watching, but there was one person who answered the like, first two categories, and then for the remaining categories, just put a bunch of political jokes. And as someone who was just already kind of sad that not a lot of people entered in and entered in their nominees i was just every time i got to it i'm like this isn't funny i understand what you were trying to do but this was not i don't know who did that but i was like seriously it was like best actor was joe biden i'm like just stop again i I get you're trying to be funny man but i already have a limited number of people here and you could have put in a name that could have put someone you know up for contention but that did not happen uh, Bruce says, well, this was one hell of a year for not movies. That is a good point. But the, the sad thing is that as I went through the list, I was like, there are some good movies out, though. Like, if you look, if you go to the website and you look at my reviews for the year of 2020, there's there's some A-level films. There's some A-level films that people have either just not seen or just not given a chance to. Even some good B-level films, too. Super says, oh, that sucks. I wanted to vote, but because I saw so few movies, I didn't want to jump in, make my answers, or skip most of the questions. Well, Super, you let me down. You let me down, and uh, now I am very sad. Now I am very, very sad. Snortapupa says, that, that'll that look good sitting next to Obama's participation Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I, do, I will say for documentaries, though, I don't know if the producers get the Oscars. In the... The, the the big budget movies, right, in the standard feature-length films, the producers are the ones that get the Oscar for Best Picture. For Best Documentary, I want to say it's the documentarian. I want to say it's the director who gets the Oscar for that one specifically. 
Orange Hat Reviews said, I did my best with the movies I've seen. Odin 2020, which was a bad year, but I still did my best. Orange Hat, I think I could tell when your when your nominees were coming through. And yeah, man, you, you tried. And I, I appreciate it. If you just tried, I, I very much appreciate it. Thursday's Warrior says, I'm so pleased Obama will have an Oscar to keep his Nobel Peace Prize company. Very fitting. As I said, uh, you know, the the movie that he produced was was nominated for an Oscar as a documentary. But I think the one good thing is that when it comes to documentaries, I don't think producers get Oscars, but don't quote me on that. Super says, I'm not surprised by Borat or the Obama not at all. I am surprised the father got recognition, though. And did you see Glenn Close got noms for an Oscar and a Razzie? Razzies are dead. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I remember seeing um, someone, I think it was Father Christopher Miller. Father had a stream up, and I had it on the background, and he was pulling up the Razzie nominations, and I saw Glenn Close listed. I'm like, I was pretty sure that she was going to be someone who was going to very much be in contention. And sure enough, she got an Oscar nomination, too. And I want to say that's happened before. It's very rare. But I want to say it's happened before where someone has gotten a uh, Oscar nomination and also a Razzie nomination in the same year, and maybe even for the same film. Maybe not for the same film, but at least in the same year. Pat S says, "Hey, Pertania will be showing the Oscar-nominated shorts and animation shorts." Yeah, uh, I know AMC has been doing that in recent years, and that's something that I always like. You know, despite my hatred for the Oscars, the one thing that typically, for the most part, are usually pretty good and pretty woke-free, for the most part, not guaranteed, are the Oscar shorts. Uh, whether it is the animated shorts or the live-action shorts, uh, documentary short, short subject, you, know, you got all those things. Uh, Rich the Savior. Dude, Rich the Savior coming in as a member, and he is—he just entered in at the keeper of the Bifrost level. I hope that you enjoy all the perks that come with that. It means that you get access to the exclusive podcast in video form that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger. So go check out the community tab because you should have instant access, and you'll see that those videos have been posted. Also, for the next podcast, I will post a Q&A, and if you are a keeper of the Bifrost member on YouTube... Just like my other Keep of the Bifrost and Up, you also get to leave questions for the Q&A for me and John the Flick Pick Flickinger. So thank you, Rich the Savior. I very much appreciate it as I hear my dogs barking upstairs. Hopefully everything is okay. Uh, Super, getting back to what you were saying, though, the father, uh, yeah, I've heard great things about it. And uh, it seems like a film, though. It seems like kind of that, you know, performance-based Oscar bait movie. And let's just be honest, they were probably just trying to fill in as many spots as they possibly can because I didn't even look to see. Normally, I check these things. I didn't even look to see how many movies got nominated. I know that it could be anywhere between 5 and 10. I would not be surprised if they did 10. I would not be surprised if they forced 10 this year to try and get as many names, as many movies, as many names to try and get as much money as they could because typically there's a post-Oscar bump. I don't think they're going to see much of one this year, though. All right, Dad, uh, Dadman Walking 55 says, Good evening, all, and to you, Odin. Well, thank you. Keck44, welcome to the chats. Just another red shirt in the chat as well. Soul Assassin here. What's going on? Alex McCarthy says, Will Stallone and Arnold be award presenters for the Ravens this year? I, I don't even think they uh, would ever stoop so low as to, uh, as to join little old me. <laughs> uh, Brian Barth says, Do you think Jadwick Boseman will win Best Actor? I think there's a very good chance, Brian Barth. Um, there's a precedent for this, obviously. Uh, the year that Heath Ledger was nominated posthumously for his role in the as the Joker, um, many people suspected that he was the front runner there for that very reason. 
my guess is that Chadwick Boseman would also be uh, a, a pretty strong front runner. However, I could actually see it going in different ways because I want to say Anthony Hopkins is also nominated this year. And let me do a little quick search on that because I don't know the stats on Anthony uh, Hopkins. I know that he's been nominated before. And I'm assuming, I want to say, okay, yeah, he's won one Oscar before in his life. And he won for Silence of the Lambs in 1992. So he hasn't won an Oscar since 92. There's, there's a very big question as to how many Oscars he has left. And obviously, one could make the argument of, well, Chad McBose, Chadwick Boseman has passed on, and so therefore, the chances of him being nominated ever again are, are just slim to none. Um, but I, I would not be surprised. And obviously, they don't release these numbers. I would not be surprised if they had a... If you actually could look at the numbers, I think it would be a split between... Chadwick Boseman and Anthony Hopkins. Because uh, Stephen Young, it was really cool to see Stephen Young in the Oscars for Minari. Because uh, I've not seen Minari yet, but I really want to. I've heard great things about it. Uh, he comes from Walking Dead fame, and I've always liked him as an actor. I've always thought that he's a very talented actor, even on The Walking Dead. I thought he was too good for the show, to be honest. Uh, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Again, uh, I hear great things about his performance in that film. Gary Oldman was fantastic in Mank. Um, I don't think this is going to be uh, the year for Gary Oldman, though. So I think... That most pronosticators are gonna are probably going to pick Chadwick Boseman for the sake that he has died, and it would be a a good ch- a chance for them because Lord knows the person who accepts the award on his behalf is probably going to make some, you know, some comments uh, because unfortunately everything about the Oscars have become so politicized. Everything is based on politics and race, um, so I could see that happening. Um, but at the same time, remember the Oscars voting demographics are still old. They're still older, and I think Anthony Hopkins might still have enough support and might still have enough love to get him one last Oscar win. So I would say it's probably going uh, to be between those two. Probably going to be between those two, if I had to guess. Um, And to be honest, would I hate it if they gave the Chadwick Boseman? No, I think the guy's talented. I have not seen his performance, though. And I think that we have to be careful because in Heath Ledger's case, that Joker performance was was the best performance that year of those nominated. I don't know if Chadwick Boseman's performance this year was one of the best of, of those nominated, right? Uh, I still need to see it. I want to say that his movie is is on Netflix. Um, so I, I definitely would, would be willing to check it out. But yeah, that, that's my overall thought on that. Uh, Will Gentry, hail to you, good sir. And he says, Odin, I don't have time to stay for you to read this, but I just wanted to let you know that after 22 years of heroin use, I'm finally at rehab and I'm doing great. Much love to all. See you when I see you. Well, Will Gentry, man, uh, thank you very much. You really did not have to super chat. Um, but seriously, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about it. been sending you love and prayers uh, ever since we, uh, we found out recently. Friday Night Tights, I think we covered it a little bit. Uh, So shout out to you, Will Gentry. Uh, Congratulations on entering into rehab. Again, that first step is so important. And uh, Lord knows that that prayers and thoughts and positive vibes are very beneficial during this time and uh, during this difficult journey ahead. So Will Gentry, thank you, man. I don't know if you're still listening or not, but uh, seriously, much love to you, brother. And uh, thank you again for your support throughout the years. And again, whatever I can do to support you, let me know. And of course, I will be praying for you 
And all I can say is I'm proud of you, man. That's awesome. That is badass. That's awesome. And uh, don't be ashamed. Do not do not be ashamed, right? Because you have just taken a giant step forward and shown tremendous strength. And one of the hardest things for any human being to do is to admit that we need help. And so the fact that you've taken that step, much love, brother. Uh, we also got James Dashe. What's going on? He says, for a dollar donation via Streamlabs, Hey, Odin, are the two Creed movies worth watching along with the Rocky movies? So, uh, the Rocky movies, I'm assuming you've seen them. Uh, I personally love them all. I think Rocky Balboa is actually one of the better ones. That's, like, the last one he made before Creed. Um, it's just, I think it's a good dramatic story. There's just so much good storytelling in Rocky Balboa that, that I thoroughly enjoy. And I think it's a very well done story overall. Obviously, I like the original Rocky. I, I love Rocky Five, or no, sorry, I love Rocky Four. You know, with with Drago. Again, I, I like I like all that stuff. Um, I will say that for the Creed movies, though, the first Creed is really good. The first Creed is really really good. The second Creed, I thought, was not good at all. To me, it was like a C D level film. And it was really sad because I was so hyped up on the first movie and, and and the second one just didn't deliver. I want to say there was a change in director or writer, and I think that's probably what led to the issue there. But I would recommend the first Creed. I would not recommend the second Creed movie. All right, now over to the other YouTube chats. We got the John Beck in the chat. Hail to you. Orange Eye Review says, Doesn't St. Patrick have a cathedral in New York City? They need to move or construct one somewhere where such a reverend saint can be respected. There is one in New York City. This is correct. There is also one in New Orleans. There's rather a St. Patrick's uh, Church in New Orleans, which is incredibly beautiful. Um, actually, to be honest, St. Patrick's Church in New Orleans, that's that's that used to be my home parish down in New Orleans. Um, I think it's prettier and is better than the than the cathedral down in New Orleans. I, I would much rather go to the church there, not just because they offer the Latin Mass, but because, seriously, the church just feels authentic. It feels like an actual church, um, whereas many of the other churches in New Orleans just feel like giant rooms and, you know, clean and pristine. It's like, no, no, there's this dark, rustic nature to St. Patrick's that I just love uh, from the bottom of my heart. So, um, yeah, we'll see if I can get down there uh, for Easter at all this year, but obviously baby Thor comes first. And so that obviously creates some complications. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, luckily there are some good churches dedicated to St. Patrick's that I think, uh, do offer him, uh, the respect that he deserves. Snorta Poopa says Irish. I may be, but I don't do the traditional Irish things. Yeah. I, I, I do not, I am not into the whole, uh, St. Patty, oh, St. Patty's Day, get drunk, drink green beer, nonsense. To me, that's stupid. Again, to me, it should be about the celebration of the feast of the St. Patrick, who, again, almost single-handedly, essentially single-handedly converted the entire Ireland, uh, entire island of Ireland to Catholicism. And I think that it's important to to recognize and to remember those things. Thirsty Warrior says, Ethereum, Dogecoin, or Binance? Okay, well, those are all different things because Binance... Uh, Binance, to my knowledge, at the very least, is just a way that you host your crypto. Dogecoin is a meme coin, so you can put stuff into it if you want. Uh, again, depends on what you're looking to use it for. I think Ethereum is the future, so personally, I would go with Ethereum. Badass says, well, you'll be missing an awesome Hi Hiberian mass at St. Patrick's on your day off tomorrow. Hiberian? 
Tell me more. What is this Hiberian mass that you're talking about? I am very intrigued by this. Orange Eye Review says, Odin, I think you'll also find that many of us try to block out 2020 as best we could. Yeah, totally. Uh, Jake, the movie geek, what's going on? The chat jumped on me by the time it got to your comment. So let us see. Hopefully no comments have been skipped, but there's no promises. All right, looks like we're good. So Jake, the movie geek, thank you for being here, man. I appreciate it. Super says, it took until I was a full-grown adult to even know St. Patrick's Day carried any significance religiously. I understand why you're upset by it now. Learn something new every day. Yep, absolutely. Drives me crazy. All right, let's see what's going on with the D-Live fam. We got Captain Dean High saying, uh, I in good conscience could not do anything for the Raven Awards. Uh, thoughts and prayers with you, Will Gentry. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Thorne's over there as well. Dean Heiss couldn't do anything for the Ravens? That makes me upset. Cam Dean Heiss. That makes me very, very upset. All right. Well, with that out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's reveal some nominations here. Let's 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 have a little fun here. So, ombreviews.homebop.blog. If you happen to check the website regularly, which I'm assuming most people don't, and that's totally fine. Uh, then you would have seen that I had posted the nominees, the nominations. So let me see if I can get this blown up a little bit, a little bit. Let's see. Can I get it to the point where people will not be able to see? Kind of, sort of, kind of, kind of, sort of. All right, let's go ahead and go to the news report. Oh, no, I got to change the window. Change the window. There we go. All righty. So, officially, here are the nominees for the Wednesday Raven Awards, and we'll be going from the lowest category to the highest. Now, these do not merit or or show that there's any more importance to one category or the other. Uh, This just happened to be the way that it went. So, first... For best one-liner or quote, this is a change from previous years. Previous years, it was just best one-liner. Now it is just any quote from a movie as well. The nominees are Life is good, but it can be better. From Wonder Woman 1984. I'll see you at the beginning, friend. From Tenet. And there's only one rule in this effing jungle. When the lion's hungry, he eats. And obviously, there's a little typo there at the very end where it copy and pasted something else from Tenets. But the three nominees for Best One-Liner from Wonder Woman 1984, Tenet, and The Gentleman. Very happy to see The Gentleman listed in that category. All right, as I said, we have some slim pickings here because people did not participate in the nomination process. So the nominees for Best Stunt Work in Film for 2020 are the stunt team from the movie Extraction, and the stunt team from the movie Tenet. Uh, interesting to see uh, Extraction with a nomination at this point. I know that that is one of the few films that anyone saw this year. And I was surprised it didn't get more love than it did. But hey, apparently there are some pretty good stunts in that work. Alright, going on to Best Animated Movie of 2020. We have two nominees once again. And the nominees for Best Animated Movie of 2020 are the movie Soul. And the movie Wolf Walkers. Uh, Wolf Walkers is interesting. Uh, it's the same group that did movies like The Secret of Kells. 
Apparently, their whole spiel is that they are taking essentially mythological Irish stories and Irish tales and uh, turning them into animated films. I haven't seen a lot of their recent ones since The Secret of Kells, but uh, Wolfwalkers looks pretty interesting. So again, Soul and Wolfwalkers, the two nominees for Best Animated Movie of 2020. Next, we have NPC of the Year, one of my favorite categories, but once again, very lacking. I was expecting a little bit more here, but... For NPC of ye of the year, the two nominees are Kathleen Kennedy and Pedro Pascal, both of whom, of course, are from the Star Wars universe. Still interesting to see only two actually were able to get to uh, that threshold of having at least two people nominated. As it says, NPC is someone using no critical thought or reasoning skills, simply regurgitating a set of arguments and non sequiturs bequeathed to them by someone else. And I think both Kathleen Kennedy and Pedro Pascal fit that well, but I think there could have been others, right? This is good, but it could be better, I think. But anyway, two nominees for NPC of the Year. Next, we have Best Visual Effects of 2020. The nominees are Love and Monsters, a film that I am quite a big fan of, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Tenet. I thought I I would see Sonic the Hedgehog on this list. It got a lot of love in the nominations process. And, of course, this all stems from the fact that the uh, director, Jeff Fowler, did indeed change uh, the visual effects to make it much more representative of the actual Sonic character. And it was absolutely very much well-received. Will Gentry, thank you again for another super chat. Um, Bro, uh, you just doubled the donation, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it just doubled up, but it says you said the same thing, man. So again, I hope you're doing well. Uh, Again, stay focused on your health, bro. Get out of here. I appreciate the love. Uh, But speaking of love, Love and Monsters, I was a big fan of. I thought that it actually did... Uh, For only having a $30 million budget or so, it definitely had some of the best visuals um, that I had seen in 2020. All right, next category. Best Cinematography of 2020. The nominees are Eric Messerschmidt from Mank, Hoyt Van Hoytema from Tenet, and Joshua James Richards for Nomadland. And I was surprised to see that there were a couple of people who were showing some love to Nomadland, but this was one where it was actually able to get more than one vote, and so we have three nominees here for cinematography. No repeats. Uh, interesting, again, all of these categories where there are people that could potentially be multiple, uh, having been you know nominated in the past, because this is the third annual Wednesday Raven Awards. Um, so far, no categories where there have been multiple nominees, um, except maybe NPC of the Year. Uh, Speaking of a category where there absolutely is a repeat nominee, we have, ah, yes, the most SJW screenwriter of 2020. And here we have, of course, an explanation of what an SJW is. A person who pretends to be fighting for social justice, but in reality is consumed by a desire for moral superiority, validation from their peers, hatred of anyone with dissenting views, or need to destroy, disrupt anything that wasn't built for or by people that share their gender, race, or sexuality. The two nominees here are Christina Dodson for Birds of Prey, uh, she has actually received a previous nomination uh, for her work on Bumblebee. So she is a double nominee here. And the group of Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns, and Dave Callahan for the film Wonder Woman 1984. So that was definitely not a surprise to see that movie listed. All right. Best Director of 2020. The nominees. Christopher Nolan for Tenet. 
David Fincher for Mank, Guy Ritchie for The Gentleman, and Jeff Fowler for Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I was not surprised by Jeff Fowler because obviously many people are fans of the fact that he listened to the audience. He listened to the fan base and fixed the issues that were available there. Um, so obviously that was not a surprise. What I was surprised to see, Guy Ritchie for The Gentleman, Gentleman did not get enough love, in my opinion. I thought The Gentleman deserved a whole lot more love here. And uh, obviously Tenet got some love because people do love themselves from Christopher Nolan. Okay. Best action fight scene action sequence of 2020. Another one of my favorite categories that's unique to the Raven Awards. The nominees are Extraction, The Apartment Fight, Fat Man, The Final Shootout, Tenet, The Backwards Car Chase Scene, and Tenet, The Inverted Hallway Fight. Now, someone was very clever because in one of the nominations for Tenet and The Inverted Hallway Fight, they actually typed it all backwards. And I very much appreciate or no there was the backwards car chase scene and i appreciated it so much that uh it was able to to squeak in into this category all of them seem great i have not seen extraction so i don't know exactly the apartment fight but there were multiple people who mentioned extraction and there were multiple people that mentioned an apartment so uh that is the reason why that one got in there and so obviously i plan to watch extraction now to be able to know exactly what it is that happened in that in that in that fight scene all right the next category Breakthrough performance of 2020, and the nominees are Anya Taylor-Joy for her role in Emma, Chris Hemsworth for his role in Extraction, and Robert Pattinson for his role in Tenet. Once again, uh, having a lack of nominations this year has led to these lists being shorter and having some interesting people come on through. Next category, the worst writing slash story of 2020, the nominees are Artemis Fowl, Birds of Prey, Mulan, and Wonder Woman 1984. And believe me, these are not the last times that you will see these movies listed, especially in the worst categories. Obviously, these are definitely some of the worst scripts and stories that we've had in this year. All right, next category. The most iconic film of 2020. This is a film, as it says, that people think will be remembered for years to come. So, obviously, these are from the nominations, right? So, again, these are all from the nominations. And so, we have here, the most iconic film nominations are Mank, Sonic the Hedgehog, Soul, and Tenet. So, those are the movies that people think will be remembered for years to come. And it will be interesting to see which one of those comes out on top in the end. The next category is Most Pointless Character of 2020. This, to me, I think, was one of the better as far as uh, responses are concerned. The nominees are Cassandra Cain for Birds of Prey, Cheetah from Wonder Woman 1984, Harley Quinn from Birds of Prey, and Steve Trevor from Wonder Woman 1984. I think all of them are very much deserving of their nomination for most pointless character of the year for film, uh, as many of them were completely pointless to their characters. All right. Now we have the nominees for another one of my favorite categories, Shill of the Year. Definition is a person engaged in covert advertising. The Shill attempts to spread buzz by personally endorsing the product in public forums with the pretense of sincerity, when in the fact they are being paid for his or her services. The nominees are Grace Randolph, John Campia, Kathleen Kennedy, 
and Scott Mendelson. Now, Kathleen Kennedy was an odd one to see here on this list. However, Scott Mendelson, John, and John Campia are no strangers to this list. I do have a list of facts on these categories that I'll be going through towards the end of the stream. But interesting here uh, to see Kathleen Kennedy mentioned as shill of the year. Uh, Grace Randolph, John Campia, Scott Mendelson, they're the ones that make the most sense to me. But hey, uh, Kathleen Kennedy did get more than one person nominate her. So again, those are your shills of the year. We'll see who ends up winning that when we have the official Raven Award winners announced. The next nomination is for the most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film. Yes, that's a mouthful. But this is a film that's not just overrated. It's terrible. So this is a movie that critics love. Critics, you know, you know, speak very highly of for the most part. But it's just also a terrible movie. And so the nominees here are Birds of Prey, Cuties, Mulan, and Wonder Woman 1984. I was actually surprised that Cuties did not get more attention for a lot of the negative categories. But hey, I think a lot of us have been trying to act as if that film never existed. All right, the next category. The most overrated movie of 2020. The nominees are Birds of Prey, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, Tenet, and Wonder Woman 1984. This is a category that's always interesting because typically you will find at least one movie that most people like that do have some people that do think it's overrated. And I think that there is an argument uh, to be made that Tenet could potentially be seen as overrated. Um, and uh, all the other ones, I think, definitely fit. I've not seen I'm Thinking of Ending Things, but I did see it get mentioned in the nominations at least a couple times. All right, the next nomination is for Most Underrated Film of 2020. The nominees here are Extraction, Love and Monsters, and Sonic the Hedgehog. I was very happy to see Love and Monsters get in here. Excuse me. Uh, because I think, honestly, Love and Monsters is the most one of the most fun movies to watch from 2020. Again, can't recommend that film enough. All right, next category is the best pointless remake. So again, here's where the trolls got in. This is the reason why it's so important that you, you don't skip things. Because sometimes the trolls can get in here. So by best pointless remake, this was meant to be that, hey, remakes are pointless, but sometimes they're done well, meaning they're good movies, even though they are still a remake. Here are the nominees for best pointless remake of 2020. Doolittle, Emma, Mulan, and The Invisible Man. Yeah, Mulan, which has several nominations for the worst of the year, snuck in for best pointless remake, because again, trolls be trolling. Next category is the most unnecessary remake, which again, contradicts the previous category, and yet, this is what happens when trolls are able to get their nominees through. Most unnecessary remakes of 2020, saying here that these are just really bad. Not only is it unnecessary because it's a remake, but also it's just not very good. And the nominees here are Mulan, Doolittle, and The Witches. Uh, the Witches definitely got some attention here uh, for the negative categories, but Doolittle and Mulan are both the best pointless nominees and the most unnecessary, essentially the worst pointless nominees. Again, that's why the nomination process is so important, y'all. All right, next category is one that I've always been a fan of, and it is the best 
low-budget movie of the year. So the nominees for the best low-budget movie of the year, and this is movies that are made for $20 million or less. The nominees here are Fat Man, that was made for $20 million, Freaky, that was made for $6 million, and Nomadland, which was made for $5 million. So the best low-budget movies of 2020. Again, there were others mentioned, but none of them got more than one vote. So if you're wondering why there are certain movies or people missing, it's because it may have gotten one vote, but it did not get a second. And that is crucial and that is important. By the way, there was one person who tried to change their IP address and put in double votes. And it was very clear because literally within 30 minutes of each other, the entire IP address was the same except the last part. And then it was the same votes worded the same exact way. So that person's votes did not count. So there were a couple of times when you could have had a couple a couple uh, nominees get through, but I'm not letting one person determine that. Again, that's kind of defeating the purpose of it. But anyway, best low-budget film. Next category, now we're getting to the big ones. We got best story in film, 2020. And the nominees there are Minari, Soul, Tenet, and The Gentleman. Happy to see Minari and The Gentleman in there. Also surprised to see Soul, animated film, get into this category as well. So again, best story in film. Next category, Lifetime Achievement Award, The Most Overlooked Person. This is a category that I am thinking of opening up to my Patreon and Subscribestar members because I think we could fit at least one or two more people on here. Again, both of these people are great, don't get me wrong, but I think that we could definitely show some love to some more people. But anyway, the two that had at least two nominations that came through are Kurt Russell and Sean Connery. So for the Lifetime Achievement Award, people that have been overlooked in their careers, not given enough love and respect, Kurt Russell, Sean Connery. All right, we've got now the two biggest awards. This one is definitely my favorite as far as the name is concerned, and that is the Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for Excellence in Crap World Building for 2020. Essentially, what is the worst movie of 2020? And this one is indeed only having three nominations. The nominees are Artemis Fowl, Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman 1984, seen as being the worst movies of 2020. I wonder which one will take the crown. And as there is a worst list, the worst movie of the world, there is also a best. And this year, similar to how the Oscars have a range of movies, I also have a range as well. I thought the range would always be 5 to 10. However, with a lack of nominations being put in this year, we have only four Movies that have made it through. Only four movies got at least two people recommending it for Best Picture. And so, the best movie of 2020, the nominees are Mank, Sonic the Hedgehog, Tenet, and The Gentleman. Very happy to see The Gentleman get through here, as I really honestly think it's one of the best films of the year. And of course, Sonic the Hedgehog is the one that got some of the most love because it's the movie that I think the most people have actually seen. And that was obviously coming out before the pandemic. And so it was easier for people to watch. I do highly recommend, though, uh, Mank, uh, as I think it's also one of the best films of the year. Tenet's also pretty solid as well. But anyway, those are all of the nominees for the Wednesday Raven Awards. So congratulations to all of the nominees listed there. And uh, 
yeah. Let me go ahead and uh, since it's on my mind, let me pull up some some fun facts. Let me pull up some fun facts real quick, uh, as I think it's 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 important, right? I think I think that it's it's important for us to be able to you know to talk about these things and to get these things out there. And let me just see uh, where is it? Where is my facts list? can't find my facts list. Let's open up this one. Here it is. Let's talk about some facts real quick before I get back in the chat. Uh, so just so everyone knows, previous winners. So for best movie, previous winners have been Infinity War in 2018 and Joker in 2019. The Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for Excellence in Craft World Building. Previous winners were A Wrinkle in Time in 2018 and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker in 2019. Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018 was Stan Lee. In 2019, it was Keanu Reeves. Best Story in Film uh, in 2018, that was Avengers Infinity War, which swept that year. And Joker for 2019. Best Low Budget Film was Vader, Shards of the Past, which was a fan film made by Star Wars Theory. Uh, The budget was $164,000. And in 2019, it was Parasite for $11 million. I know Tina's happy to see Parasite get some love there. For Most Unnecessary Remake... Ocean's 8 won in 2018. The Lion King won in 2019. For Best Pointless Remake in 2018, A Star is Born won, whereas Little Women won in 2019. This is also kind of cool to go back in time because you're like, man, I can't believe it's only been a couple years since these films came out. Uh, For Most Underrated Movie, uh, Aquaman won in 2018, where Alita Battle Angel won in 2019. For Most Overrated Movie, in 2018, Black Panther won that award. In 2019, Captain Marvel won that award. For most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film, Black Panther won in 2018, and Captain Marvel won in 2019. There's a lot of consistency that year. All right, for Shill of the Year, here are some facts. In 2019, Rotten Tomatoes won. And obviously, 2019 was the year that that Rotten Tomatoes really just changed everything, right? They changed their entire format to uh, to protect various films. John Campia, who is nominated in this category this year, he is now a three-time nominee. So congratulations to John Campia. John Campia, a three-time nominee for Shill of the Year. He's never won. Maybe this could be the year. Just maybe John Campia could pull off a victory this year. Three-time nominee. Whereas Scott Mendelson is also a three-time nominee, but he did win back in 2018. So, yes, good company there for shill of the year, John Campia, Scott Mendelson. Uh, for most pointless character, previous winners were L337 from Solo, A Star Wars Story in 2018, and Rose Tico for The Rise of Skywalker in 2019. Most iconic film 2018 was Avengers Infinity War, where, as in 2019, it was Joker. For worst writing, uh, 2018 winner was A Wrinkle in Time, whereas Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker won in 2019. For Best Breakthrough Performance, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody won in 2018, where Joaquin Phoenix won for Joker in 2019. Best Action Fight Sequence, Mission Impossible, Fallout, The Bathroom Scene won in 2018, and John Wick 3, The Knife Fight Scene won in 2019. Best Director, The Russo Brothers won for Infinity War in 2018. Man, how far they fell. And Todd Phillips won for Joker in 2019. 
For most SJW screenwriter, there were some actual nominations to talk about. So uh, the 2018 winner was Jennifer Lee, who wrote A Wrinkle in Time. Elizabeth Banks won in 2019, who, uh, again, for Charlie's Angels. And as I said earlier, Christina Hodson is now a two-time nominee. She was nominated in 2018 for Bumblebee, now nominated this year for her work on Birds of Prey. So every time you see Christina Hodson next to a movie, you might want to be careful. For Best Cinematography, Avengers Infinity War, Trent Apollock won in 2018, whereas in 19, uh, rather in 2019, Roger Deakins won for 1917. Uh, Best Visual Effects, Avengers Infinity War won in 2018, Alita Battle Angel won in 2019. Uh, NPC of the Year. Now this is interesting. NPC of the Year, Brie Larson is a two-time winner in this category. She won in 2018 and 2019. However, she was not nominated this year. Brie Larson got snubbed this year. She didn't get a nomination. Two-time winner, two-time nominee, two for two, no nomination this year. Kathleen Kennedy is a two-time nominee at this point. I believe it was in 2019 and, of course, this year as well. For Best Animated Feature, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won in 2018. Klaus won in 2019. For Best Stunt Work, Mission Impossible won in... Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout won for 2018. John Wick 3 won for 2019. And lastly, Best One-Liner or Quote. In 2018, the line from Deadpool won. You're so dark, you sure you're not from the DC Universe? I always appreciated that quote. That one won in 2018. And then in 2019, the best quote of the year was... What do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash? I'll tell you what you get. You get what you effing deserve. Joker, 2019. And I know a lot of people still feel that sentiment. So yeah, there's some fun facts about the Raven Awards. And Lord knows I am going to be way far behind. But that's okay. That's okay. Tonight's all about the Ravens. And so I can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts. Alrighty, let us see what is going on. Uh, Kiko Rogers says, has Baby Mjolnir been lifted yet today? Um, He has not lifted the Mjolnir today, um, but he has lifted it previously. Pat S. says, Hurt Locker was First Lady Director. Ah, yes, Catherine Bigelow won for Hurt Locker. I actually really enjoyed that film, to be honest. I was a big fan. Uh, Rosie G12 says, award shows are meaningless and pathetic. Last one I watched was the Golden Globes with Ricky Gervais. It can't get any better than that anyway. Yeah, Ricky Gervais is the only good thing about any award show. And if he's not uh, hosting it, it's not worth watching. Nathan Slay says, when are the Oscars again? I completely forgot. I don't even remember. I think it's end of April this year. Brian Barr says, what are the Raven nominations? Well, you must be new. Uh, It's the third annual Raven Awards. It's the award show that I host. So it's the Asgardian uh, show. It's a boycott of the Oscars, so uh, the nominations were supposed to go out yesterday to counteract the Oscar nominations, uh, but we will have our Raven Award nomination, or rather a Raven Award ceremony, the same night as the Oscars, so end of April. So the official ballot will be made available soon, once I make some final decisions on a couple of those categories, and um, yeah, typically a lot more people vote for the Ravens than for the nominations, which always makes me sad. 
All right, Tina B says, well, I'm not taking the blame when I only see four or five fracking movies from 2020. Unlike the Oscar SOBs, I'm not making up something for something I didn't see. All right, yeah, Tina, I understand that completely. Um, but you can still see more movies, Tina. You can see more. Uh, Miss Martin Muses, hail to you. Andrew Hoyle, what's going on? Says, whoa, I'm late. It's all good. Rosie12 says, I didn't see the movies to fill out the ballot. Odin, I would have otherwise. I mostly watch old movies nowadays. Well, see, here's the thing. This was for nominations. So this was when you were recommending movies. So the the best thing to do would have been to pull up a list of films from 2020 and say, okay, which one of these have I seen? Which ones fit these categories? Yeah, the actual ballot is going to get released because I let y'all choose the nominees and the winners. Now, it, it, I could make it in the future where I determine the nominees, but I, I'd rather let y'all choose. I'd rather let y'all have a voice in that. Nathan Slay says, literally the only movie that I want to watch that was nominated for the Oscars is The Father. Honestly, sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Glad to have you here. Rosie12 says, but I will watch the Snyder Cut, Odin, two more days. Oh, I, I cannot, I cannot wait for that movie to be out so that hopefully we can just move the hell on. I'm honest. Again, I have do not have high hopes for it. I know that John the Flick pick has seen it already, got an early screener, and that he liked it. I know that there's a lot of people coming out saying that they liked it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Again, I'm willing to watch it. I'm willing to. I'm willing to to put uh, to put up with the four hour movie. Um, and I, I'm 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 ready to be proven wrong. But if it's anything like anything else. Uh, James, thank you for the donation, says, do you think the Razzies mean anything or are they just as pointless as the Oscars? Nowadays, the Razzies mean nothing. There used to be a time when the Razzies were great. The Razzies used to be hilarious. But then the Razzies also, just like the Oscars, got political. I, I remember, like, especially what, like last year or two years ago, they nominated Donald Trump for, for like, a do- it was like a documentary that just featured him a little bit. And so they nominated him for, like, worst actor. And it's like, seriously... It's insane. So yeah, the the Razzies has become a gigantic joke as well. Uh, not not a big fan. Not a big fan of 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 the Razzies either. All right, Stormapupus says facts are stubborn things, and whatever may be our wishes, our inclinations, or the dictates of our passions, they cannot alter the state of facts and evidence. John Adams, indeed. Harwick says, do you plan on watching and reviewing Boss Level anytime soon? I'm currently watching it. I've got about thirty minutes left. And I will probably do a review, though I have a lot of reviews to make, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do them all. At least full-fledged reviews. Forever Sci-Fi says, I filled it out, though there were a few categories I left blank as I just wasn't sure. And yeah, totally, totally, uh, totally, totally understandable. Animation Commentator says, Howdy, Odin, howdy. Brian Barr says he voted for Mank. Don't tell me. Father says, oh, you listened to my stream, so you probably saw the tunes then. I, I, I didn't listen to all of it, uh, but I came in when you were looking at the Razzies, and I saw that. Let's see. Alice McCarthy says, did the Fantabulous Birds of Mank get an Oscar nomination? I don't think it did. If it did, it would have been for, like, hair and makeup or something. I, honestly, as I said, I looked over the list, I think, once, and that was it. I used to dive so far into those lists. Nowadays, I just, I don't care. Also, it's the first year where they're not going to have 24 categories. So you can no longer do Oscar bowling. It used to be where, because there's 24 categories, if you ranked your choices for what the winners were going to be, and you put your most confident at 24, meaning it's worth 24 points all the way down to one, a perfect score would be 300. But now since they've combined the sound categories, 
now you can't do Oscar bowling. So if you wanted even more reasons to hate the Oscars, they took away the chance for Oscar bowling. And I learned about Oscar bowling from a now defunct but still great movie podcast called Movie BS with Baron Snyder. I grew up on that stuff for years. So, so great. And unfortunately, the pandemic, I think, really hurt them. And they decided to call it quits. Let's see. Rich the Savior is now a member. What's going on? He says, nice. I'm already watching the podcast. I'm a member on Flick's channel. You seem chill to happy, uh, though happy to support. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah, there's different podcasts, though, just so you know. Uh, John the Flick Pick has his podcast. I have my podcast. So we cover some similar things, uh, but we also cover some different things, too. Richard Savior says, sad I missed the award thing you're doing. I want to nominate things. Well, yeah, unfortunately, the nomination process is over, but you can still vote for winners. Still can vote for winners. Animation Commentator says, Wolf Walkers definitely deserves an award for animation for 2020. Nice to hear it. Pat S. says, eight movies nominated. Uh, thank you. I, I assume that means for best picture. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do two. Uh, two more, rather. Nathan Slate says, Anthony Hopkins deserves his Oscar for Silence of the Lambs. Good evening, Clarice. Yeah, he does. He absolutely did. So that's why I'm wondering if if the support that he would probably still have would be enough to, to overtake the kind of, unfortunately, I hate to put it this way, the pity vote um, for Chadwick Boseman. Senator B says, I'm here. It was a nice day. Work is getting more wild as it warms up in Texas. I imagine, Stephanie B, glad to have you here. Hope work went well. Uh, Rusty Shackleford in the chat. Hail to you. 8-Bit Snake Boy here, too. Uh, Brightburn1985 says, Were you surprised when Sonic the Hedgehog dominated in 2020, the year without um, without movies? No, it really wasn't surprising. And the reason why is because Sonic was one of the last films to come out before the lockdowns. So it made a lot of sense to me why Sonic got as much love as it did. Um, I, I just was expecting there to be more in the different... Like, even in the negative categories... There wasn't a whole lot of people talking. So it was interesting. Thursday Warrior says, I won't watch it, but it would be nice to see the Oscars follow Odin's lead. Some comments may be skipped. Seriously. The one also great thing about the Raven Awards is that there are no acceptance speeches. So uh, we we move right along. <laughs> um, Tina B, uh, he was in something about some mama's bottom. Some Mama's Bottom or something. I forget the name of it on Netflix. But the one that I had seen him in before then was The Five Bloods. And I'm surprised The Five Bloods didn't get more love because that was a recent Spike Lee movie. And uh, I talked about how it's just, again, just like anything Spike Lee, it gets so crazy political. And it's ridiculous. Sonora Poopa says, Tight latest costumes may look good on the right frame, but they stink just saying. I don't know what that's a reference to. Uh, Pat S. says, John Wayne was upset that he won for the True Grit because A, he thought it was one of his lesser performances. B, he thought he still had other great roles ahead and didn't want an old guy's Oscar. Ah, interesting, interesting. Hardwick says, have you seen Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time? If so, what are your thoughts on it? Well, even though I'm a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal, white dude, playing i don't know uh <laughs> that that's the least of my concerns i just think the cg is not that good so it's a long time since i've seen it i don't actually have a lot of uh a lot of 
distinct thoughts on it. Hellenberger says, Anthony Hopkins was robbed out of a second Oscar for those two Zorro movies. Make that two Oscars. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I uh, I forgot that he was in those movies. Yeah, Kiko Rogers says it. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is the name of the movie. Again, no real desire to see it, but hey, is what it is. All right, eight bit Snape away. Make eight bit Snape away. You have to tag correctly, man. I'm gonna read it, but next time I won't. Odin question, all one word. Odin question. Don't tag my channel. It says I haven't voted in the Raven Awards. As in all honesty, I have seen barely a single new film in the past year. I'm really looking forward to the awards, regardless of this fact. Well, it sounds like you need to step your game up, son. You need to step up your game. Father Christopher Miller says, there's actually two St. Patrick's Cathedrals in New York. The older one is in Lower Manhattan. Is it still a cathedral? Is it, has it st- I, I, I would assume the cathedral would only be where the bishop is. So is it just known as the old cathedral? Is it still an active church? Is it a basilica? I don't know. Let me know, Father. All right. Uh, chat has jumped on me like it always does. Let's see what y'all's comments have been on these Raven Award nominees. Again, there's a chance that comments may have been skipped. It's 7.41 in the chat. It's 8.04 in real life, so I'm about 20 minutes behind. Uh, Pee Wee Pierre in the chat. Rhaegar Targaryen in the chat as well. Glad to have y'all here. And again, some comments may have been skipped. Mark 63366. Uh, but before jumping back into YouTube, let's head over to the DLive fam. Uh, Dean I says, don't be upset. I didn't finish my comment. I only saw like four or five movies in 2020. Well, I'm still upset. Phonemo, what's going on? Phonemo says, cuties isn't garbage, it's trash. There's a difference. Then says, trash is too nice since there are great trash movies. Cuties is just garbage. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, I've caught up on the DLive fam. Uh, Super, Anime Gamer. Super says at 7.42, I forgot Doodle even existed. Yeah, it's that film... I want to say it came out in January. So it was one of those January films that went to die and it was a massive financial flop. And to me, it was that movie that I thought, okay, Robert Downey Jr. just realized that his name alone does not sell tickets. Him as Iron Man does sell tickets. So that's why I honestly think he could return to the MCU for that money. Just saying. Snortapupa says, it was the best of remakes and the worst of remakes. It was the best of remakes. It was the worst of remakes. <laughs> Andrew Hoyle says, voter fraud. Um, not even voter fraud. Lack of voter enthusiasm in this case, to be honest. Pat S. says, and that guy was from Georgia. Oh, what are you talking about? Hardwick says, I watched Haywire. Interestingly, I thought Gina Carano gave better performance in it than in The Mandalorian, even though I, even though it was her first movie. Also, the stunt work was incredible. Stunt work is great. It's hard. You really can't compare the two performances because they're different stories. They're different characters. Um, so I think both are great. Nathan Slay says, would you say Tenet is still worth a watch? Some are saying it's trash. It's not trash. Uh, it's very, very confusing. The audio is a mess. However, it's one of my favorite films of the year. I gave it an A minus originally, and I still need to watch it a second time. But I still, I still stand by it, based on my memory. Snortapupa says, and I saw none of these movies. Sigh, that's very sad. Mark six three three six six says, can I accept the Raven Award for Fat Man only if Mel doesn't show up? That is, oh man, if Mel Gibson 
if Mel Gibson showed up to accept an award, that'd be that'd be something. Pat S says, just the facts, Odin. What is just the facts? I need context. When y'all don't give me context, it drives me crazy. Uh, as the K-Man says, whoa, way to go, John. Yeah, talking about John Campia. Yeah, dude, three-time nominee for Shill of the Year. Hardwick says, Kevin Smith needs to win Shill of the Year one of these years. Yeah, I was surprised not to see him again. He's been nominated before. Nominated, but never won. Uh, <laughs> I see people saying congratulations to Brie Larson. Andrew Hollis says, no, Brie for the hat trick. Yeah, Brie. Brie, a two-time winner. Not not this time. Yep, she just didn't get enough love. Uh, Tina B says, Catherine Bigelow, who could give a big middle finger to her ex, James Cameron, who was up for Avatar. Yes. It made me happy, obviously, because I, I did not like Avatar. Rhaegar Targaryen says, get Bill Burr to host the Oscars. That will get some views. I would agree, but we've already we've already figured out Bill Burr has been canceled. Bill Burr has already been canceled um, for his jokes at the Grammys. So something tells me he will not be hosting anything anytime soon. Hardwick says, I thought Seth MacFarlane did a good job hosting the Oscars. I mean, he was fine, but again, it was still filled with the same random politics. Uh, Soul Assassin says, are you going to have Ravens this year? Bro. I just listed the nominees. Where you been? Golden Ration. What is Oscars? Only award I know are Raven Awards. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Pat S. says, Odin, next year, send out some screeners? Ooh. I could. Might get me in trouble. But I could uh, theoretically do that. That would be if I was to ever decide, all right, we're going to do some weighted thing where like the general populace, the general public like get to vote whether they've seen it or not. And so because there are people that potentially would be voting who have not actually seen the films, they like the, the votes are weighted a certain way. But then like, I have like a hand picked group of people whose votes are weighted more because they've actually seen it and I can confirm it. But you see, then the only issue with that is then how am I any different than that elitist mentality where certain people are given more? Mostly it should be y'all y'all just need to be watching more movies, more good independent movies that are not reliant on the Hollywood system. So that way we can show some more love and attention to said movies. Mm hmm. There we go. All right. Let's see. Thirsty Warrior says the Snyder cut. <laughs> The Snyder Cut is the deepest. Snort of Poopus says, I have an idea for spicing up the Oscars. Put the awards in a cardboard box outside an old warehouse and film the actors fighting over them. Yeah, you could do that. Could also just, you know, cancel it outright. Why not? Uh, Robert Moobly says, I see What's-Her-Face on your channel section. Have you heard of Jeff Censored or Cobb, uh, Corbett Report? If you haven't, check out their channels. Um, you mean in like, or, or, like of recommended channels that I have? Because, yeah, uh, What's-Her-Face does some good stuff. I don't know if that's my recommended channels or if that's just my what I'm subscribed to. Eagle Rider, what's going on? Says, hey, sweet Odin, I'm having a rough day, but I love when you're on, usually watching, even if I can't talk. Well, I hope everything's going okay, Eagle Rider. Uh, everything's going well, Rosetta Allen. Uh, just glad that you're not streaming while I'm streaming. <laughs> glad I don't have to excommunicado you today. 
Uh, Andrew Hoa says, only Spike Lee movie I've enjoyed was The Inside Man and only because I love heist movies. Dude, Black Klansman was fantastic until the last five minutes when he destroyed it by turning the entire movie into an allegory about Trump. I wish I was making it up, but I'm not. And yes, Stephanie B., I see you. I see you, Stephanie B. Uh, by the way, we got 59 people watching. Please be sure to smash that like button, please. It really does mean a lot. We got about 17 minutes left in the show. And it looks like we're doing pretty well keeping up with comments, which is nice. Keep things nice and even keeled, I think. All righty. Let us see. Uh, Hardwick Bentha says, I am Guan Yin, and Guan Yin has done this. Yeah. <laughs> That character is pretty great. Yeah, my I, I'm 30 minutes away from the ending of the movie Hardwick, and so far I'm enjoying it. Though my biggest criticism is definitely the uh, the audio mix. The audio mix on the voiceover throughout the movie is just not very good. Um, and I want to say this is the second time I've noticed with Hulu where the audio mix on their stuff has just not been very good for their originals. I forgot there was one other film where I mentioned no 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 it was Run Hide Fight. It was Run, Hide, Fight on Daily Wire where there were some audio mixing issues. And for this one, I thought that maybe it was just my headphones. But then I listened to it. I was watching it on TV and it was the same thing. It's not bad audio mixing. It's just it's just not clean. It, it just doesn't sound natural. And I just don't think, it, it, again, it's a nitpick. But right now, that's the biggest issue that I have with the movie. Every, otherwise... The action's fantastic in the film. Um, I think uh, Boss Level could potentially be a contender for next year's Ravens. That's what I think. Orange Eye Review says, Disney won't bring Robert Downey Jr. back. I said this a while back. He is not politically aligned with the Disney hive mind. This is true, but he brings in money, and we know there are times when the money will prevail. Uh, Pat S says, Sonic, he's on the run. Sonic, he's number one. Sonic, he's coming next. So watch out for Sonic X. Probably butchered that. Matthew Highland says, I thought Doolittle was good family fun, but an odd choice for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's why I was expecting it to get some more, uh, criticism in the Raven Award nominations. And again, if you want to see any of the Raven Award nominations, they are still posted over on ombreviews.home.blog. I'll be buying that domain soon. Um, trying to update the site, make it a little bit more premium. Eventually, maybe even host videos there too. Who knows? Could have a ton of fun with it. Your Muslim uncle is a member. Who's a member? Who is a member? What's going on? He says, sorry, uh, mom had a health problem, so I never got to nominate, and I won't be here for more than a hail. God bless you with peace and pizza. Well, your Muslim uncle praying for your mom. I uh, hope everything is okay. Uh, thoughts and prayers, positive vibes, sending your way. Nathan Slay says, I don't know why, but I might just check out Sonic the Hedgehog for the heck of it. I guess because the director respects the fans. Dude, if you haven't seen Sonic yet, something tells me, based on, again, what little I know about the films you like, I think that you would like Sonic. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Personally, I had a lot of issues from more of a technical standpoint. Um, I think you would enjoy it, though. Uh, Dadman Walking with the Vibe says, I don't understand why, but with YouTubers that I follow, I don't understand how Kevin Smith treasures keep popping up on my suggested YouTube videos. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, YouTube's algorithm doesn't make any darn sense whatsoever. Uh, Soul Assassin, I meant real Ravens, the bird, not the awards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's not what it sounded like, and it made me very upset. 
Uh, wait, hold on. Tina B says, well, if Odin sends out screeners for the movies, then I'm letting my secretary vote for me. That's what Oscar people do. That's definitely what some of the Oscar people do. Yes, that, that's true. Uh, especially when they change the category, they change some of the rules in the Oscars some years uh, where people used to be able to vote without having to have seen the movie, essentially. And they changed it to where they had to essentially prove that they watched it or something like that, or they, they had to sign something saying they watched it. And many people suspect that, yeah, as she said, that the secretaries just watched it and signed it for them. Andrew Hoyle says, I nominate myself to be on a screener panel for next year's Raven Awards. See, that might be something where it would be like for um, Subscribestar and Patreon peeps, like Chosen of Valhalla level, maybe even keep it the Bifrost level and up. I like to give them kind of like a super vote. But then, again, the issue is, is then, well, then I'm no better than the DNC with their super delegates. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to become the monster. It did when it became the monster. But it would be cool to kind of have the concept of giving out screeners, even though that would be very... There's some things I can get away with. There's others that it's like, probably wouldn't probably wouldn't be a good idea. Probably wouldn't work out. <laughs> oh, lordy. All right. Nathan Slay says, I agree. I don't know what this Oscars thing is. I know the Raven Awards, but the Oscars not really ringing a bell. Stealing someone else's joke, I see Nathan Slay. Dadman Walk the Five says, The 800, based on historical World War II event, was one of the few new movies I watched last year. Was good in some parts. That was in surprise to get by the benevolent ruling overlords of the CCP. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Father, because Miller says, fun fact, St. Patrick wasn't Irish. That is indeed a fun fact. Uh, when he was younger, he was actually kidnapped by Irish pirates and uh, essentially was enslaved by them. And it was not until he escaped and returned back to, I think he was, he returned to mainland Europe. Uh, eventually he entered into the church as a bishop, eventually was raised to the level of bishop. And he decided that he wanted to go back to Ireland and he wanted to convert the people that had enslaved him. And sure enough, all of Ireland essentially was converted because of the work of St. Patrick. He also may have been guilty of heresy, but no, no he wasn't. Uh, there's, a, there's a heresy called modalism, and some people some people say that it's what St. Patrick's taught, but it, it, there's not, not actually any proof of that. Can I link it? Can I link what? My website link is in the description of the video. Should be, at least. Orange Eye Review says, The main problem with Doolittle was that Robert Downey Jr. was being a more eccentric version of his Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I, I got that from the trailer. I got that mindset from the trailer, and it just didn't seem right. Dadman Walking says, Oh, that Doolittle. Completely forgot that one. Yeah, that's why it was a remake, and it got nominated in the remake category, because obviously when we think of Doolittle, we think of you know Dr. Doolittle. And yeah, first Dr. Doolittle definitely is just much better. I mean, there could have even been one uh, past that point, but it's not not one that comes to mind at the very least. All right, getting close to the end here, running out of comments. Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, "Have you read the Confessions of Saint Patrick?" I have not. It's always been on my list of things to watch, though, or, or to read. Would you recommend it, Father? Helen Berger says, "Are you saying Saint Patrick achieved boss level?" Yes. He achieved boss level. He became a bishop. Uh, let's see. Eagle Rider says, enough remakes and retellings. Can we just make new stuff? I agree. 
That's why it was really cool to see that there were some more original stories that got into the nominations this year. Um, and I, I have my... Uh, so instead of using... I, I've, I've used CrowdSignal in the past for the ballots, for the nominations, because it has some interesting features. But unfortunately, this year, what I found out was that some things that used to be free, they've now hidden behind the paywall uh, so basically this year it'll be using a Microsoft form and I'm still doing some tests with it, with my chosen, uh, for my chosen, let me know in the discord. If, as you fill out the form, if you see a name, if you see someone's name, cause that's my only concern with it is, is potential doxing. Uh, so just let me know as you fill out the form, if after you hit submit or on the bottom or anywhere like that. If you see a name of a person, let me know, um, because if if it, that is not the case, then I will gladly, because I would use Google Docs where I can use my Odin's Movie Blog email and I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. The issue is that they don't have, for best picture, I like the ranking system. I don't like just a popularity contest of one person getting the most votes. I like the ranking system, which is which is the actual most popular movie, right? So how many times does it get those first and second place votes? It's the one thing that the Oscars do that actually, to me, makes some sense. Um, and unfortunately, Google Google Forms does not allow for that type of ranking to happen, um, whereas Microsoft Forms does. So again, just on the Discord, let me know in the, our, in our little chat. Pat S says, the end is near, indeed. Mark 63366 says, Doolittle, there was a movie about Republicans made this year. I had no idea. <laughs> I see what you did there. Hamilton Burger, they're all remakes of the 1967 Rex Harrison, Dr. Doolittle. Thank you for that fact. Appreciate it. Andrew Hoyle says, did Eddie Murphy do a Doolittle, or was that just a bad dream? Yeah, Dr. Doolittle, first Dr. Doolittle by Eddie Murphy was fantastic. Third Warrior says, the first and only Dr. Doolittle was Rex Harrison. Uh, Rex Harrison, I disagree. Father says, Confessions of St. Patrick. Yes, I read it. Also, fun video to watch is from Lutheran Satire. St. Patrick's Bad Analogies addresses modalism and all the Trinitarian heresies. I've seen that one. No. It's like, no, Patrick. That's modalism. No, Patrick. What do you do? I, yes, I've seen that video. I've shown that one in class. Um, it's pretty It's pretty great. And uh, so you would... Uh, you would recommend uh, the Confessions of St. Patrick. Snortopupus. The early British church had Pelagianism as a heresy, or so I vaguely recall from my medieval history courses. Ah, oh, yeah, there's uh, it was ripe with heresies. Rife with heresies, I say. Diamond Walking with the Five. I want to apologize in advance if I ever block or report someone. It will be by complete accident by my fat fingers typing on the phone. <laughs> what? Well, let us know if you do and if there's anything we can do to fix it, if, if that happens. <laughs> Andrew Hoyle says, anyway, my favorite Doolittle was by the Pixies. Interesting. Is that a song? Eagle Rider says, I got to get going at a stream later tonight. Please, guys, pay, pray for my kitty. She's going to get going to go through a lot of complex surgeries. Praying for the kitty. Always got to pray for the kitty. Hope the kitty feels better. Got to show love to the kitty, even though dogs are better. But got to show love to the kitty. Father says, yes, it's a short read. I just emailed it to you. Awesome, Father. I will check that out. Snorter Poopa says, of course, when I took medieval history, it was called Current Events. I'm that old. Oh, Lord. Throwing yourself under the butt. Uh, Captain Heist says, R.I.P. Yafit Kodo. Yafit Kodo. 
Uh, American actor known for numerous film roles. Um, I let's see, what was he known for? Thomas Crown Affair. Trying to see if there was like a uh, he was an alien. Okay, technician Dennis Parker, an alien. Um, trying to see if there's any other films. He was in Desperado in 87, The Running Man I never saw, Midnight Run never saw. Um, at least, at least I've heard of those movies. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm sad to say I haven't seen a lot of the things that, that he's been in, unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of things that he was in. Uh, but rest in peace, Yafikoto. All right. I think we're getting close to the end here, so let's end with some last few comments. Uh, Father says, Koto was the baddie in James Bond Live and Let Die. All right, yeah, so again, haven't haven't seen it, so um, that would explain why. Harvey Ween saying what's going on. Father says, uh, Running Man, written by Stephen King, starring Alden Schwarzenegger and Richard Dawson. Yep. It's a film that I've not seen, though it's definitely on my list of, of things to watch. All right. I have caught up with everybody. So thank you all very much for being here tonight. I hope that you enjoyed our Raven Award nominees. Um, again, I think that we have a solid list in some areas, but uh, yeah, I think that we could definitely, uh, definitely improve in other areas as well uh, as far as future nominations. But I uh, will let people know, um, Patreon subscribe star peeps, I'll let y'all know if I decide to try and open it up to get a couple more nominees in a couple of the uh, in a couple of the categories that have less less options available. Um, and again, just be on the lookout for that. Again, it could happen. It might not happen at the very least. Uh, for giveaways, check out the Discord. I should be posting one hopefully in the next day or two. Uh, having tomorrow off, hopefully I can get that up tomorrow. But anyway, let's give a huge shout out to all of my members who are at the Army of Asgard level and above on YouTube. So a shout out to Rich the Savior, Dadman Walking 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, FCC 2014, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Chat Reviews, Adam Avery. The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are all fantastic and amazing, beautiful people. And then I do also want to give a shout out to my newest Patreon member. And so let me see if I can uh, get that pulled up real quick. Because I do owe a shout out to this person. And I have not updated my video yet. So, a huge shout-out to... Where is it? Where is it, Rachel? Rachel. Rachel, I need Rachel. Oh, where is it? Oh, no. Do I go to the home? Let's do... Biffer the Hobbit. Biffer the Hobbit. Shout-out to Biffer the Hobbit. Thank you again for joining at the Army of Asgard level, good sir. And I'll be messaging you later uh, with a way that you can enter into the chat to find a way to enter into uh, enter into the giveaways. Because uh, I do giveaways of Blu-rays, 4Ks, digital codes, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, Harvey Bentho says the Running Man is like the Hunger Games, but better. Well, that sounds like fun. Dadman Walking 55, so many great on-lines in the Running Man. Very, very cool. 
Uh, ZK Man Father, have a good night. JKD Buck 76 was quiet tonight, but hail to you. Glad to see you in the chat. Snort of Poopus waves. Need need to Odin the Valks the chats. Have a good one, Nathan Slay, Cobra Viper 999, Andrew Hoyle. Where's the trigger? Where's the trigger, Rachel? Rachel. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Please be sure to keep supporting and showing love to the Valks, Stephanie B and Tina B. They are amazing. They are the lifeblood of this channel. They are indeed wonderful and fantastic. Uh, D-Live fam, no chest opening today, so you don't have to worry about sticking around for that and anyone coming in to steal anything. Uh, Hopefully we'll have a chest opening next time. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout-out to all of my March Patreon members. Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P., Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, The Honky Chonky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General, Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. Thank you all very much for being my Patreon members. And now a shout out to all of my Subscribestar members. Stand for John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., uh, Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, Nebadon G. Adams, and ZK Man, and Dion. Thank you all so very much for being my Subscribestar members, and to everyone who has been supportive of the channel. Of course, a shout out to my YouTube members, and you all know that you get your special perks every single time that we do a live stream, so thank you again for your support. If you want to have your name shouted out at the the end of every single live stream and at the end of every single video, please check out the links in the description below to become a Patreon or Subscribestar member today. You're going to also get access to things at the upper tiers, like a bi-weekly podcast that I do with my friend john the flick john the flick pick flickinger we also of course have a chosen of valhalla live stream once a month where me and my chosen come together on this channel to talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about so anyway if all that stuff sounds interesting to you please check out the links below you guys are amazing beautiful people hope you all have a wonderful day and as always god bless